0: Nation, welcome to the premiere of the Real Bucks Talk podcast. Michael plus Mark Ramirez here, and holy shit, the Buccaneers won forty-eight to forty. I don't think anyone expected that. To be honest, uh, I was blown away. I mean, <laughs> Fitz magic, holy crap! I mean, he was on fire. Uh, Mark, I mean, let's just let's get into initial thoughts of this game because it was it was
1: wild. Oh, it was amazing. i It's been a while since we've both jumped up and high fived each other that many damn times during a game. That was beyond fun, exciting, like fireworks. It was 4th of July, pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. getting up, all asses off the seats, like, fuck yeahs, like, damn near punching each other, but you can't draw it up any better, right? Excitement, yeah. the first game of the season, and. Who better than Fitzmagic, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone thought, oh, it's an automatic loss. What the Saints even put? Oh, they—they they, the only reason why they beat us Week 17 was oh, because we're just limping into the playoffs. But the, what, whew, what a better way just to slap it in their face, right?
0: It, yeah, I mean it was. I mean we came into the game like the biggest underdog uh, in in the NFL. I mean ten point underdog, and like no one was picking us to win, uh, and it was just. It was just awesome to see like everything was just clicking on offense, uh, all cylinders. How they were supposed to play, uh, the execution was was just on point. It was it was it was fun to watch. I mean, uh, but not only that, but to go on the road and be an NFC South team, you know, a division opponent, uh, the champions of the NFC South last year. Who that? Year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was. That was huge because pretty much this was a must-win for the Bucks. I mean, you go into the next two weeks that you're looking at the Eagles and the and the Steelers, and you're like, okay, if we can – but, you know, the Saints, that's a division game, so that counts as two wins pretty much if you look at it. And you do it on the road, in that kind of fashion pretty much kick their ass. I mean, it was just <laughs> like, yeah, the Saints came right down and scored, and we're like, oh, shit, here we go again. Here's another – bucks are just going to fall right after this yep. but they said no no sir and we were like we're going to come out and we're going to throw it right down their throats and that's what they did
1: all right yeah you know i felt the same thing i was mm-hmm. like jesus christ can can yeah. we stop anything right like can't even stop a damn nosebleed mm-hmm. let's let's do something like everything even kamara is. you would think the two keys you would think focus on kamara and michael thomas right it's like, no, those were the two guys that just blew up on us. They didn't even try. Quan yeah. Alexander were missing tackles on that yeah. first drive. JPP was lost. Mm. Just didn't do anything. Oh, not to mention Carlton Davis, like he was beyond lost, but you gotta expect that from a rookie, right? JPP is a different story. But that first drive, I'll be honest, my head got a little smaller. <laughs> i I didn't like it. I didn't like, but, but that that's what leads us to this. So mm. Todd Monkin. Right now he's taking over the play calling Holy
0: shit, Todd Munkin! Right,
1: yeah. So you made a point. Tell me about Todd Munkin that was different from what Cutter did last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Bucks last year, especially in the first quarter, and this is you know goes into analytics, you know, the Bucks ran the ball exclusively in the first quarter, and it kind of played into this game, you know, as far as the Saints' coverage and their defense. They came out. And single-high safety look, which means pretty much they have one safety back. Um, and they just ran that exclusively on the first drive. And and that's what's so great about having Munkin up in the box because he can see this, and this is something I think that's going to be a, a good advantage oh, yeah. to have your offense coordinator up in the box where he can see things. And, uh, you know, they just came out. They started with a pass to Deshaun. Um, you know, that got some nice yards on first down, and then you ran the ball to Peyton Barber. And then I think once – once we saw the quarterback sneak, I mean, we pretty much knew Todd Monka was a play caller because Dirk Cutter never ran Q- QB sneaks with uh, Winston, and that was frustrating because he's, he's 6'5", you know, 230, and that's like an easy first down for him. So He's um, been
1: cutting back. He's been cutting yeah,
0: back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, once they ran the QB sneak, they got the first down there. Um, and then the next, the next play, uh, they ran it, to, ran it with Barber again. But, again, same look, single high look. So they were pretty much running that exclusively because they expected the Bucks to come out and, and run the ball a lot because that's what we do. I mean, yep. that's, that's the trends. That's and that
1: analytics. Yeah. Correct. Is that what that in quotations, correct? Right. Analytics that yeah. Cutter says. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For in those quotations. who saw the press conference from uh, Dirk Cutter. Yeah. He don't like the analytics.
0: Stuff. No, he's not big into the numbers. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they, they came out in the same look and, uh, and, you know, Todd can recognize this, so he spreads them out. He gets uh, Deshaun in the slot. And uh, he's probably telling Fitzpatrick, hey, I want you to look at Mike here for at least a couple seconds. Yep. And you're going to have Deshaun wide open on the other side. And, and it just they executed perfectly. Uh, Peyton Barber had a huge uh, block for, uh, for the bit, uh, blitz pickup because Rankins uh, pretty much threw Marpet to the ground. And um, Barber was able to just stall him, and then Marpet recovered. So that was good. Gave Fitzpatrick time. And it was just perfect execution magic. From, from there. Yeah, fits right. magic right on the money.
1: See, but that, that's a couple of things I want to say. So, like, Peyton Barber mm-hmm. getting the block in there. Obviously, we all saw last year when McNichols couldn't block shit.
0: That's why Ronald Jones isn't active. Yep. So.
1: Okay. So, those who were thinking he's being lazy or, oh, he just he can't run the ball, it's he's just it's not ready. More get, he's a damn rookie. He's got to get the playbook, he's got to learn the blocking because you got to save the quarterback. That's the biggest thing, no matter what. At the end of the day, if you don't have a good quarterback, you're not going to go anywhere in this league. And Fitzpatrick did it for us. But to my point, yeah, Peyton Barber, he's a really good blocker. That's why he's in there a lot. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jaquiz Rodgers. That was another thing with Sims, why we kept him so much. But damn, Sean Wilson, you, you, hes hes he looks like lightning in a bottle. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see more of him, but we'll talk about him later. But Peyton Barber, good blocker. Fitzpatrick did – let's talk about Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. He did everything – you needed him to do and right. yes. In the preseason, he didn't look that accurate. People were like, "Uh, I don't know." Going into this, he, he's he's not accurate. He's he is very up and down. I don't I don't know if he can carry us now. Let me ask you. I'll I'll talk about Fitzpatrick, but was it more Fitzpatrick being that good with his throws, or was it the receivers being that good?
0: I think it was a combination. I think the receivers pretty much dominated, though. I mean, Deshaun Jackson and uh, Mike Evans dominated their matchups. They were pretty much uh, they're winning. They're winning. I mean, they're beating their guys physically, um, creating space. And then I think you know, obviously Fitzpatrick, you know, just the accuracy. Guys were open, and he was just putting the ball on the money. Um, they really made it easy for him uh, because there was protection. Uh, everything just. Uh, the overall play design, being able to spread them out and then consistently attack, and they were going after number twenty, uh, Crawley. I mean, oh, yeah. just—they were attacking oh. him constantly, and that's something we haven't seen. I mean, that's just something we haven't seen from from dirt cutter offenses. Like, and that's something me and you have been
1: like <laughs> harping all. The yeah, time. it's like, and now that we have a podcast, we can harp it even more. Exactly. All the time. Yeah, but exactly. go ahead, keep going.
0: But yeah, I mean, you look at. Um, like last year, for example, you know, the Minnesota game, not going after Trey Wayne's consistently, mm-hmm. that's just something, you know, that just, it's just irritates you, you know, because you know you have the mismatch yep. um, and they had him beat a couple of times in that game last year. But again, Jameis just couldn't make the throws or under throw or, you know, missed opportunities. Didn't have time. Didn't have time. That's a big factor. And that's probably the biggest factor of why Fitzpatrick looks so good. He had a lot of time. He had all day to throw. So yeah. uh, it was just a, a credit to everybody was contributing, executing, doing their job. Uh, but then that aggressive play calling was nice to see. Passing on first down is so huge.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. So to my point, I agree with you fully. Mm-hmm. I think it was both both meeting together making a, a, an amazing storm. Right. right? Like a perfect storm. But Fitzpatrick, to his credit, mm-hmm. everyone's talking bad about him. He made some incredible throws. Like the throw to Chris Godwin where Humphreys did the pick. Yeah. Aren't, yeah, Chris Godwin. He made that amazing catch. Yes, it was a really amazing catch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But to throw that over the, the defender yeah, in the, in the, the right only spot where he could get it. Yep. And then they immediately throw right after that to Mike Evans, the back shoulder catch where only he could get it right on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Great throw. And then another great throw was uh, Chris Godwin's touchdown. That's perfect timing, perfect release, perfect... Right on the pylon. It was a perfect throw any way you see it, right? And that was that's when you know this guy's been thrown at him. Repetition, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So he's been with these, these wide receivers. So, and he said himself, this is the best wide receiver group he's ever been with. And I, forgot, I don't know if it was a podcast or if it was on the, uh, on the NFL broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that Fitzpatrick was with the Rams at the end of their the greatest show on turf. And if you think about it, that that was uh, Isaiah Bruce and um, Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Yeah, those are two beast yeah. receivers. Yeah, Ricky Cole. Right? Yeah, that was a lot of good talent out mm-hmm. there. So, and I think we we have better, way better. Like Chris Godwin, he's a legitimate number one. Evans, you know, is number one. Jackson has things these guys don't have, which is em- elite speed. Mm-hmm. Adam Humphrey is insane. Like he's bringing something that all these guys don't have—that shiftiness. Mm-hmm. It just goes down the line. I love it. But, yeah, to the credit, Fitzpatrick, even with his eye manipulation, right. like, like you, as you said earlier, looking at Evans for that one-two, then boom, mm-hmm. immediately to Jackson. He knew he wanted to go to Jackson.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that but sets up the whole play. Because, perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, if when he's looking at Evans there on the sideline, that just sets it up because that safety in, is in the deep middle. And you he know he's going to shade towards Evans because that's the that's the primary guy. That's who we go to. Um, so he shaded a little bit over, and Deshaun just had to get by the linebacker, which he did. Um, and once you saw the linebacker on Deshaun, it was pretty much you know they're in zone coverage You know as far as linebacker gap. And then the safety uh, is pretty much playing deep middle. So he's alone. So he's got to choose. He's got to guess. Yeah, he's got to guess which way to go. And before he could get to Deshaun, it was too late. I mean, Deshaun had him. And and the good thing is that throw was right on the money, and because if it wasn't, then he might get tackled. You know, yeah. so for him to be able to put him and lead him, that makes it easy six.
1: Oh yeah, like yeah. like the throw where he got hurt, right? And he got a concussion. Yeah, it was on the throne Look what happens. He's right. a toothpick. He don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But to that point, like you were saying earlier, we went after Crawley. We did a practice podcast. I, I know y'all are like, "Oh go bull crap," but we did practice. Podcast, and I was like, "Okay, we all know Lattimore is pretty damn good. He upset Evans nonstop that first game. Mm -hmm. You go over to the other side. We've been saying this against Atlanta too. Go after Al uh, Alford. What's his first name?" Robert Alfred. Yeah,
0: Robert Alfred. Yeah. Go after
1: him, don't go after Trufant. like Right. And it's not meaning to be afraid of that side. Don't throw to that side ever, ever.
0: Yeah.
1: It yeah. means attack their weakness mm-hmm. until that defense has to submit and see, holy crap, we got to help this guy out. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you're dominating the defense, correct? Right. That's when you can enforce your will on a defense because you're making them change for you. Right. Right? Yeah. So, and that's what we see with Todd Munkin. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing, yeah, finally I mean, hitting mismatches.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what he did in the first half. They just continued to go after Crawley. And then the second half came, and that's where Mike Evans just became Mike Evans. and dominated. <laughs> I mean, he left, uh, what's his name, Marshawn Lattimore. He left him mm-hmm. in the dust. I mean, face planted. <laughs> you guys seen the pictures. You seen the memes. I mean, yeah, I mean, he just, he killed him. I mean, he crushed him. Uh, you know, I think he had seven of seven targets, and he got over 145 yards. I mean, it's ridiculous. Him and Deshaun, and uh, I mean, but that's what you have to do. I mean, it's just setting, uh, like OJ Howard. You know, I think he only had two catches, but just going after their linebackers and coverage. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Chris Sims talked about it on his podcast. He's like, no defense should play man against us because, <laughs> like, it's just impossible. You you can't play man defense against what we have. Um, if, if Fitzpatrick has time, he's going to find the guy. I mean, there's just too many options to go to, uh, and OJ Howard made some nice catches and they probably, you know, I was watching the film, they probably could have had him for more. Oh yeah. Uh, he had, he had plenty of opportunities where he was running by their linebackers consistently.
1: A hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, OJ's a freak. You, mm. he's what, Deshaun Jackson called him LeBron. Yeah. LeBron James. Field, right. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, I mean... The guy, he's only going to get better. With more targets, he's going to destroy people, Mm -hmm. right? Just look at his size and speed combination. But, yeah, the the real let's give him the big hurrah is the receivers and obviously Fitzpatrick. Right. Right. So, which leads me to my next thing. Like you were saying, Fitzpatrick had time. So, what was the upgrade on our offensive line that would allow him to have more time?
0: Well, I you know obviously it starts with Jensen Ryan Jensen, mm-hmm. uh, our big free agent addition, and he is worth every penny of that ten point five million contract that he got. I mean, he was outstanding. I mean, just him and Fitzpatrick were on the same page, calling you know protections, um, calling out the blitzes, making sure uh, they were in the right play. And that's another thing that Fitzpatrick did well: uh, doing some audibles, changing some routes with hand signals. Yeah, which was nice to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was just a steady presence back there, very physical in the ground game, uh, pass blocking. He was aggressive, taking guys out. So that was definitely a key. But that whole left side, I mean, getting Donovan Smith in there, um, that was huge. And then having Ali Marpet, you know, back at guard. So that whole left side pretty much was stable. Um, Demar Dotson is our best pass blocker on the offense line, in my opinion. Uh, he's he's a rock. So, um, and then Caleb Beninak and. That's something that irritates me. I don't know why they keep doing the rotation of the guards. They had really him and agree. yeah, they had him and Evan Smith in there. Um, they need to decide. I mean, just let one of them play. Um, thankfully, they both played well, but uh, it, it was it was just nice to see overall execution by the by the O line.
1: Yeah, jumping off what you said, when I looked at Jensen, uh, I'm Mark Ramirez. I'm the one that does all the videotape analysis stuff. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. My wife gets pissed at it, but it's my passion, right? We got to follow our passion. <laughs> but so, Jensen is just a mauler. You got to love that old school type of offensive lineman. I mean, he's huge to to, to boot. Like he's six five, like 3'20". He's right. a big boy. Yeah. And he was giving Vitavea problems in training camp too. And Vitavea is a monster, mm-hmm. which we still haven't seen. And we'll get to that later. But Jensen, he. He was the guy that when Kiko Alonso blew the hell out of <laughs> Joe Flacco, and he was doing the old "What's up? Uh, need an Uber." Mm. Um, he was the one that jumped on Kiko Alonso and was like, "Fuck that! That's my quarterback. Get the mm. fuck off him!" Right. And got in his face. And you want that? A guy that's so team oriented, where he's like, "No, I'm going to defend my team no matter what." And he showed that multiple times in this first game. Like, and everyone's crying, "Oh, we didn't see him in the preseason." Cutter said it best, too. Like preseason's preseason. This is the X's and O's. This is the time to do mm-hmm. it. Right? And Jensen, multiple times, I, I put it up on Twitter today, just his immediate, he knows where he wants to go when he and he knows what he has to do to do it. Like, hiking the ball and immediately positioning himself to get the defensive tackle facing away from the ball so his back is to the ball. Right? Yeah. Getting placement is key mm-hmm. when you're blocking. If, you're, if he's, his footwork's not there... He's going to get run over. So, I mean, and then finishing the blocks, just right. running over guys and landing on pushing them down. And then I even had to put up a play where he knocked the crap out of a guy, even though Barber was past him, like five, six yards past him. Knocks him down to the ground. Gets up. Barber's tackled. Mm-hmm. But the safety's still on him. He runs over there, pushes the safety off of him, picks up Barber and stops him in the back of the head. Like, good job, buddy. Like, yeah. that's a teammate. That's yeah. a guy you want on your team that says... Let's get this shit and let's keep going, right? Yeah,
0: it's it's just – It's a
1: fire lit in your ass.
0: It's a – we're not going to take shit mentality. I mean, it's just – and that's something that has been a problem in the past. Uh, you know, this team has just allowed other teams to push them around a little bit. And now with Jensen in there and, and Marpet, I mean, these guys are just not going to back down. And you can't back down in the trenches. You have to be that guy that is just going to piss everybody off and continue to piss them off um because now you're getting into the head of the opponent and you saw that a little bit we got into their heads um you know we caused some personal fouls against them uh some late hits on Fitzpatrick and Ryan Jensen wasn't happy about that and he made sure of it so that's something that he's he's going to bring and I think we needed that you know now we just need to get that on the defensive side of the ball but we'll get there um in a little bit but you know offensively it was just it was nice to see i mean our quarterback is is not going to take shit, you know. They're not going to be uh, pushed around anymore. We're going to have guys that are going to protect them and make sure they're good, you know. this. It's just it's establishing that, that tone, and that's what he is. He's a tone setter.
1: Yeah, I mean, you need that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Especially the offense needs it. Like, mm-hmm. when we go into these lulls at times where it's just like, uh... Yeah, because we it, can't run the ball. Well, uh, we can't pass the ball because our pass blockers aren't pass are blocking. But right, he he's a guy that's gonna get in your face. And you you need that. Mm. And another huge thing I think is Marpet and Donovan Smith being next to each other. Right. Like if y'all don't know, they're like really good friends. Oh yeah, really really good friends. And I think that was a match made in heaven mm-hmm. joining them together on that side because you know me, I love that left side. Yeah. Like. I'm putting Smith, Marpet, and Jensen as the whole left side, and that's a massive left side. Mm-hmm. And if you follow our Twitter at Real Bucks Talk, <laughs> but if you follow us, I'm serious. Like I really cue in on what happens when we run to the left. What happens mm-hmm. when we run to the right? That doesn't mean Demar Dotson isn't a good pass blo- or a rush run blocker.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, I kind of want to say that right guard isn't the. Been the best. Right. has the best. Right. Yeah. And Caleb Banonak, I, I want to give him some potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like he hasn't put on the size he needs to put on. He still, to me, looks skinny. But yeah. next to Demar Dotson who's six nine, what do you expect? And then, <laughs> and then Jensen's right next to him. Yeah. But compared to our whole other line, he still looks a little smaller. But he does a serviceable job. I'll, I'll right. be honest. But. I just feel we still need a bigger man at that right guard, and that's a reasoning why, because we we've overstacked that right side with two tight ends mm-hmm. and tried to run that way, and still nothing would happen. Right. And then you run to the left, and you got our boys working mauling people.
0: Yeah, and that's what they, they came out and did in that second drive. I mean, they just they uh, again they spread them out, uh, and you look at the Saints; they they came out in a little more cover too, so they had two safeties back. And we we're like, okay. you're am scared
1: the shit. Yeah,
0: he's like, okay, you're going to play back. We're going to run it right down your throats. And they came out and just ran it with Barber. He got two big runs, you know, to the left, like you're saying. <laughs> and, um, is that
1: to the right? No, it's to the left. It's <laughs> to the left. It's to the left. And, those, the replacements, that's yeah. a cameo right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, and, you know, and that's an article I, I wrote about. I was like, you know, we need to run to the left because, like Mark said, I mean, that is our strength of this offensive line. Um, and we set it up perfectly. And Peyton Barber, uh, I mean, he did his thing. I mean, once he gets going, I mean, he's hard to stop. So, and he's always getting three to four yards. But if you give him a hole, I mean, he's going to break through and keep going. Uh, which was which was good to see. And it's just that balance that you like to see. But you like to see balance come naturally. And that's what that's what happened in this game where we were coming out throwing, and then you can set him up with the run.
1: Very much so. But one point I wanted to. To point on was, uh, what ha- okay, yeah. Obviously, the first half we were blowing them away. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were matching us kind of point for point, yeah. But either way, our offense was firing in all cylinders, right? We've scored in almost every possession, uh, and then the second half comes around, third quarter, yes, we did the same thing, and all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, we got a little complacent. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you think they kind of pulled back the reins a little bit, or yeah. do you think? they got too conservative because they did run the ball a lot more and then it's the saints know you want to run the clock out right right so yeah. what was going on with that
0: yeah i think you know that first i think it was the first drive coming out of halftime uh and we drove it down pretty well i think we got to the five yard line or so and i would have liked to see them you know st- stay in that spread formation especially in the red zone for whatever reason they went to you know heavy jumbo look Um, and try to run it to the left, which is smart. You know, you want to run to the left, but but it's just giving everything away. And I would like to see him be a little more aggressive, spread them out, use your options, um, because you have so many. I mean, just – and I like when we run out of the shotgun. I I just like that look because it gives Peyton Barber uh, an easier uh, advantage, if I can say, because he'll just – he'll be able to identify, you know, where the linebackers are, and uh, it's just easier to navigate. So – I don't mind if they, you know, spread them out and you run a draw or run a, uh, a dive out of that, but, you know, it's just something that they need to continue to work on, and that's something that's going to be big this week against the Eagles. We'll get into that later. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I thought they were a little conservative. But, again, um, I mean, eventually they got up to 48-24, I believe, and then once they got in the fourth quarter, it seemed like they were just trying way too hard to, um, to run the clock out.
1: Oh, yeah. It was just too predictable. Yeah, exactly. They were just giving away. Like, I, I was just calling, oh, yeah. run. Yeah. Oh, if I know it, obviously the defense knows it. And then you, you were talking about it earlier about Cutter saying, oh, some people think that they know what's going to happen. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean that is a part of analytics, and yeah. I know he hates it, but I guarantee Todd Munkin looks at it, too. I mean, you got to have a happy medium between what people can see by statistic-wise. Yeah, yeah. Computers don't win games, but Mm. we'll get to that later. I don't want to give away any little fun tidbits, but (laughs) I mean, yes, computers don't win games. Correct. But they do tell a big story. Mm. Like the show on ESPN, Numbers Never Lie or Numbers Don't Lie. I think it's that one. Either or. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the two. But (laughs) it's true. So you got to take that into factor. You can't be blind and be like, oh, no, I'm just going to run my own shit. You got to understand, okay, I want to run my thing. Well, what can? What are they thinking? You got to think everything. You can't just be blind. You have to understand what can I do based on that defense. But what looks can I give to give the illusion that I'm doing something else? But I'm going to do this. Right. And that's where, and that fourth quarter they just didn't do. They were just yeah. too, too predictable. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's like just continue to run your offense. That's yeah. what I would have liked to seen. I mean, just continue to run it. You know, I know you want to be cautious and not turn the ball over, but it doesn't matter. I mean, Fitzpatrick was such in a groove. I mean, just continue to run your game plan um, until they can stop it, and obviously they couldn't. Um, so I think that's something that they—I wish they would have done. And just continue to just go after it. I mean, put 60 on their asses. Who cares? Oh, that would beautiful. You know? I mean, and they had a great Break chance. records, right? Yeah. I mean, just go for it. I mean, humiliate the opponent. Uh, I mean, that's my mindset. You know, just kick the living shit out of them.
1: Yeah, they tried to do it to us. So right. So why the hell not do it to them?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. Well, the offense got their glory, right? Obviously, we went above and beyond for them. and we. Mm-hmm. Talk, I think we talked about everything from quarterback, running back, wide receivers, yeah. tight ends. We did it. We hit on everything. Well let's move on yeah, over to Cam, the defense. Cam
0: Brake didn't have a catch, which yeah. is amazing.
1: Oof. I sadly mentioned to a coworker, uh hey, it's gonna be even Cam Brake OJ Howard. Yeah. He was pissed. <laughs> I did draft OJ Howard later rounds and he was a little bit pissed. Mm-hmm. He dropped Cam Brake, yes he did. I think it's a dumb move, but that's uh, that's a homer. Yeah. Well let's <laughs> let's go on to the defense. So yeah. defensive line, let's start start up front, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my first opinions, first initial thoughts. JPP slow off the line. Mm. I did not expect that. I honestly thought preseason he was just uh, let me just yeah. do what I got to do, practice my moves, and then when the co- season comes around, I'm going to book it. Mm. Didn't see it, mm. and then people are like, oh, but he got hurt. Yeah, but the first series, he still even though we got our asses run over, and mm. he didn't look like he was jumping off the line. Mm. So that's me. Then again, yes, Drew Brees was throwing first option. That's a whole other story. That's scheme. We'll get into that later. But JPP was a letdown to me. Yeah, he had two good pressures, but he never got the quarterback down. Um, Curry looked good to me. Yeah. I liked Curry. He uh, he got the one and only sack on the, on the game. Uh, he did have a lot of bull rushes, and that's what he's really good at. I mean, he's just full motor, full go all the time. And I right. really like that. Total opposite of uh, Big Boy Baker from last year. Um, McCoy is McCoy yes he drew a lot of double teams in which benefited JPP mm. Curry Bo Allen Golson. even Golson was getting in there right right so that's to the credit of what McCoy brings to himself mm. and that's why dear God Bea, please let your calf heal <laughs> and get on the field yeah but overall I see the potential I see it Carl Nassib yeah. he looked he looked good he had he good did. Push yeah. off the off the edge, but yeah, he has the motor. Again, we we always talk about this. You got to learn how to use what you have. Yeah, you can't just go all out. You got to control. A con- that's
0: that's the problem with Noah Spence, and that's yep. that's why he didn't play. He only had four snaps, and yeah, Carl Nassib looked good. I mean, uh, first time in there. I mean, he was pushing the pocket, uh, making moves again. And he got opportunities to get Drew Brees. I mean, you just got to finish. Um, and that, that's pretty much the message I got from the defensive line. They were getting in there, but Drew Brees is just so damn good. I mean, he just the, the way he moves in the pocket, so he's hard to sack. I mean, that's why he's the least, probably the least sack quarterback. Um, for I mean, it's been forever. But, um, Not
1: to mention good O-line.
0: Yeah, I mean, their O-line is tough already, and they're really giving it to McCoy. I mean, as far as double teams, they were just um, – really playing physical with him so it was hard for him to get in there but i mean overall uh, i thought the defense line for their first performance and again a lot of new pieces i i thought they did okay um you know held their gaps for the most part i thought in the run game you know nothing yeah. too drastic that i saw um which was good and that's that's the main improvement where we need to head is, is stopping that run because we were bad at it last year um but yeah they had opportunities and we just got we just got to finish and that comes with um better chemistry and learning you know where guys are supposed to be and um so i think we'll see a better performance this week but i liked i liked what i saw i mean good early signs
1: yeah i mean we just got to stay healthy yeah that's the big thing yeah for sure that was the d-line linebackers how'd you feel
0: linebackers uh shaky um you know, Quan Alexander is still too much up and down for me. Uh, he's got to be a little more consistent, especially with his gaps. He tries to just fly everywhere, and you just can't do that. Uh, I think he needs to break down a little bit more and make sure that he's in his right position um, when he's going in to make plays. And I thought he did a little bit better, especially in that third quarter. He looked good, but, you know, that first drive was just terrible. I mean, he was just all over the place. Uh you know, I feel for Levante because they had him on Michael Thomas, which just can't happen.
1: Yeah, that's, that's scheme, though.
0: Yeah, it is scheme. you got to notice that. Right, so that's a Mike Smith. I mean, Mike Smith's got to realize that and, and change that up uh, personnel-wise. Um, but I thought Levante was good. Again, he was still making plays in the run game. That that fumble uh, forced by Vernon Hargraves, that was all Levante David because oh, yeah. Levante – Ran in there, jammed the the left tackle, I believe, in the tight end. Forced that running back to go outside. Yep. And, uh, you know, Hargraves came right around the corner, knocked that ball out. So that was a good play. So, I mean, linebacker's okay. Um, I didn't see much from Adarius Taylor. I guess he was in the right spot. Um he made a couple tackles. A couple tackles, okay. That's all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, solid performance. Um, still can improve. You know, you would like to see a little bit better coverage. Uh but again, those are hard matchups. Him on Kamara or or Michael Thomas—that's yeah. just that's tough to do.
1: Yeah, but I mean, going down the road, we the linebackers just have to be better at, right. at, at guarding the, the the running back. Absolutely. I mean, we all saw it last year. It looked bad. Like mm-hmm. him against Christian McCaffrey. Not. Well, I mean, him. I mean, both David and yeah uh, Kwan. Right. I mean, they both they seem like stuck, mm-hmm. and then. The running back makes the cut, and they're like, "Oh hell!" Yeah, then they have it to go. It almost looks like their knee's about to pop. Right, and it's like, "Oh my god, guys, stay on them!" Mm-hmm. But I mean, linebacker—they—they are athletic enough. They know. Then they're knowledgeable. They're not—they're smart enough. I mean, obviously, they both have performed at high levels, and they need to keep doing it. Right. And I think, I think honestly, it was scheme and a, a little bit of just Quan almost being like Winston is. He's mm-hmm. a little too. Energetic, too fired up, and he's yeah. like, he wants to go in every gap at all times. Yeah. But he needs. He's to, trying. He's yeah. trying
0: to make that big play. Yeah. and it's just like you just got to do your
1: job, man. Yeah. just do your job. That first, that first touchdown by Kamara, mm, that was bad. Like he had a gap to hit, and he he, he looked around. Yeah, he was calling out the defense. Yeah. I will give him that. But like, you have a gap to hit. You see it. You got to hit it. Mm-hmm. Kamara slow. hit it first, and guess what happened? He got run over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, but. Overall our linebackers are our strength I think. And they're going to get better. They always do. They always load up on the tackles. They're always flying to the ball. That's the that's what you want to see. So to me, everyone's scared about the defense, but I see the huge potential we have in the defense. Now, we go over to the secondary. Let's go to cornerbacks first. Uh, go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It was it was a long day. I mean, we had two we had two rookies on the field, uh, and MJ Stewart and Carlton Davis at times. Ryan Smith. Um, I thought Vernon Hargraves played great until he mm-hmm. got hurt. You know, which sucks. He you know he's out for the year now. Um, but yeah, I mean Carlton, and I and I think I think Carlton's going to be fine. I think he's going to learn um, and. You know, it's just—it's just, it's just going to take time. And I mean, what better lesson than Drew Brees? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's a wake-up call, I mean, they're going to be—they're going to be ready to go now. I mean, uh, so they know what the worst is now, and that was the worst. So, there's only—you can only go up from here. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you gave up damn near 440 yards. It was 439, I think it was. Yeah. So. Passing yards.
0: Jesus. Yeah, and it, you know, it was—it was nice to see. It was nice to see some aggressive looks. You know, we saw some press coverage. I would still like to see them get their hands on the receivers a little bit, you know, disrupt those guys. Don't let them get free releases. Um, I just don't know if that's a Mike Smith thing and that's just not coached. Um, But I I would like to see that, where they can get these hands on guys. Um, But, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, (laughs) it was just – it was Drew Brees. I mean, he just – he took advantage. He saw mismatches. If you play him back, if you're off the receiver, he's going to throw it short. And if we play press, I mean, he's going to go over the top to Ted again, and that's that's what happened. Um, safety play, eh? Chris Conte, Chris Conte. I mean, that's who he is. Um, late reactions uh, doesn't. He's not going to help. So don't worry. He's not going to help. He, oh my God. I mean, when he sees something, and you think he'll go over to that spot. That's just not going to happen. I mean, he's just <laughs> too too slow. Um, but yeah, he was okay. I mean, he made some tackles. I think he led us in tackles, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, I gotta see
1: that. But no, David led us in tackles. Okay, all right. I, that's right. Conti at seven. David At okay. nine. Okay, he was close. Damn, uh, that is a lot too.
0: <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, Justin Evans again, nice nice touchdown. So that was good. <laughs> you know.
1: But uh, caused by Hargraves. Yep,
0: yep. Cars caused by VH3. So that was good to see. Um, other than that, I mean, bad penalty on Evans. I didn't, I didn't think that was a penalty. The no. Where he hit no. Kamara. That was, that was. come
1: on. He the had b- it in his hands. He was hitting him. Right. That's,
0: After he caught it. He's yeah. got
1: to be expecting. He's He's got the football. He's yeah. coming down on the field. Right. W- what about the call where you can push the player out of bounds? And right. It's incomplete, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Same mean, thing.
0: Uh, Yeah, so that was a tic-tac call. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, still a lot to improve. Um, I mean, hopefully they can do it this week against Philly. Uh,
1: I mean, I'll say, I told you this earlier today. To me, yes, like you said, the worst. I mean, you had Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cutter said it. It's a Hall of Famer playing right now. You can't find, other than Brady or Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback that can break you down as bad as Brees did. Right. And obviously, Breeze hit every mismatch that he knew he had the favor in. It was a numbers game in his head. Right. As Cutter doesn't want to call it, but it's a number game in his head. So, Mike Thomas versus Levante David. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that's a win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter any way you look at it. I would have been laughing. Yeah. Like that's... how Drew Breeze laughed at Leonard Johnson when he was, saw him against uh, I don't know who that, anyone. It was, it was
0: Colston. Yeah, yes. Marquise Colston. Yeah. But
1: it's just, you, you got to. See, Drew Brees is going to pick on the rookie. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing.
0: Right, you're not going to fool Drew Brees. I mean, he no. just he knows what's going to take place. He knows the coverages. Uh, he knows what to look for, and he's going to find the mismatch. I mean, that's what he did.
1: Right. I mean, he's been doing this forever. Yeah. He's almost forty. But I mean, Colton Davis. Okay, you know what hell looks like. You can get out of this. Mm-hmm. You know what a guy that knows what he's doing can burn you with. Right. So now he's his awareness will build and. Colton Davis coming from Auburn, SEC football. I'm a huge guy that puts salt or whatever the hell you say into that. Mm. And he's got the aggressive nature. He's got the dog mentality. Yep. He's, got, he's got to pick himself up now. His boys need to tell him, okay, listen, that was one game. Let's let's push it. Let's let's mm-hmm. forget that. And now you know what bad looks like. Let's get it. Yep. and I think he he can quickly flip that and the same thing right. with MJ Stewart yeah like he didn't do to me as bad as Davis did mm. but still he was the guy that when massive almost sacked Drew Brees and then Drew Brees got out of it threw it to Michael Thomas and he did not get touched mm. Davis or not Davis um, MJ Stewart was the one right in front of him right. just looking at him like oh he's down yeah I don't care if he heard a whistle or anything yeah it's just football yeah you yeah. gotta touch the guy down and we were yelling at the day you were yeah. You almost punched me in the face about it. <laughs> yeah, like, you got to touch him down, and we got lucky with that. Yeah, and did. you said it the most. Like that was to me. I was happy. We were like, "Oh, it's all right." Next play. But you were pissed off. Yeah. And yeah. I remember that. I remember I was a little fearful, and <laughs> geez, and you're usually quiet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I was upset. I mean, that's that's just a simple, basic football play. I mean, when the guy's down on the ground, you got to make sure he's down, and you hit him. Like, at least touch him. I mean, they were just...
1: (laughs) Push him, pull him, do something. Exactly.
0: I mean, they're just looking at him. Okay. All right, cool. All right, we'll let you get up. And then when he was running, I'm like, still go after him, tackle him. I mean, come on. You can't can't leave yourself to that.
1: Hey, I agree. I agree. But again, Justin Evans, he, to me... He took a step forward. Yeah, I mean, there, he, there he was, needs
0: he needs to be the leader of this secondary. I mean, right. he's got to step up.
1: I think he is. I saw him doing a lot yeah. of calls. Yeah, um, I saw a big third down stop he had where literally he met the guy at the ball, right. knocked the shit out of yeah, him. That was I a good loved hit. it. I loved yeah. it, and just walked off like a dog. His arm up in the air, like mm-hmm. team, follow me. Like,
2: yeah,
1: we need more of that. Yeah, we need more, and more of that. Um, but secondary, uh, Conti is who he is. All, Bucks fans hate him.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, he he's serviceable and he's a veteran. Gruden would love him, <laughs> but I mean, I t- we both think he's there until Whitehead understands yeah. the system. Yeah, it's kind
0: only a the, ma- it's only a matter of time.
1: Same thing like Evans last year, yeah. right? But I mean, to recap the whole defense, I think in my honest opinion, the the very much potential is there we have a group of pass rushers that's better than mm-hmm. we've had in a while. I do want to see Spence played more. Yeah. Even though we signed Will Clark today again. Right. But I need to I need to see Spence out there. I let him use what he's got. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to get the opportunity this week. Hope so. I think he will. <laughs> I mean, we need to put pressure. Yeah. Let him do it. Um but the the pressure can be there. I think Vitavea is the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. We need him on the field. Yeah. Like no people are bitching about oh we should have taken Derwin James. Yeah. I don't want to get that much into it. But the thing is, you haven't seen what Vitavea can do yet. Right. I've seen him in all of his college tapes. The man is damn near unblockable. And when you have when you're blocking him, you have two or three guys on him. It's not yeah. one. Yeah. One he's gonna destroy. So Get that on the field next to McCoy, JPP, Curry, and let's see what the hell can happen. Yeah. And then linebackers, I told you, I think that's the strength of our team. When Beckwith comes back, it's even stronger. And secondary, Evans can hold us until either Whitehead comes back or mm-hmm. gets up, rises to the occasion, or Conti just fucks up. <laughs> and secondary, we need our boys to learn. MJ Stewart and Davis, mm-hmm. I have. High potential in as well, yeah. They just need they need the reps, but I mean it's scary that they're learning on the job. Yeah, but that's the situation we're in. Next man up, right? Mm -hmm. Grimes is out. Let's see if he plays this week. Hargraves is definitely out. So, yeah. uh, Anything else you want to comment on that?
0: Yeah, let's just uh, let's just recap this win. I mean, overall, I thought you know it's it's just a huge win. I mean, to start, you know, everyone was predicting us to be zero and three. Uh and just to huh. Yeah, exactly. And just to get that big win on the road, I think this is huge huge for the team because it's NFC South win. Uh you're one and zero in your division. And it just it's gonna build confidence. And I think just seeing the offense operate like they did, uh, I think that's that's gonna be huge. So you know, just going forward, I think, you know, defensively, offensively, I think special teams, all this, I think they can bring it all together. And hopefully
1: we can just put it all into one spot. yeah. So. Right. so one thing I wanted to add, yeah, you said special teams. Mm-hmm. So Jack yeah. he actually was a beast on the special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got flagged for that one damn call, which is bullshit. I mean, he ran through a guy to make the tackle. I mean, it's yeah. football. I mean, we're getting to wimp league. Like, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, but he balled out on special teams. We didn't get much return yards, but. I mean, it is what it is.
0: Wilson looked good. I mean, yeah. he had one 30-yard return. That was nice.
1: Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. He did, yeah. Yeah. And he had one rush that yeah. he showed that quickness, lightning-bottle yeah. kind of type. Yeah. He's the
0: Darren that's he what He is. is. Yeah. That's he what he is. looks I like.
1: like it. It. Yep. I like it, too. All right. Well, that's recap, recapping the whole offense, defense, special teams, sort mm-hmm. of. So, who do we got next week?
0: we got the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champions defending yeah. Super Bowl coming teams. to Ray J
1: so and who will be there
0: real buckstock will be there you
1: better you bet your ass we're going to be there we
0: might be a little drunk but it's going to be fun as hell
1: <laughs> i'm a cheap bastard so four loco is in my future
0: <laughs> we're going to be full on caffeine <laughs> There. We'll, yeah. we'll be there we'll tomorrow. be yeah we're gonna be there it's gonna be fun i mean we're gonna be hitting up the what the buck tailgate and just having a good old time
1: i'm throwing old what the buck oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah okay
0: yeah
1: All right. yeah but so looking at the eagles aggressive we're gonna do a, yeah let's do a quick like a little preview analysis of what the eagles look like to us real quick mm. so obviously our offense is our powerhouse right now so, what does the Eagles' defense look like to you?
0: They're very aggressive. I mean, it, it, it starts—you know—the Eagles. It starts with their their front seven on defense. I mean, their defensive line, and then obviously offense, their offense line. So they have two of the best lines in football, probably top five, in both both sides of the ball. So that's what makes their team go. Um, it's not really the the quarterback or the skill positions. Obviously, Wentz is a big factor, but he's out this week, thank God. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, defensively, their their front seven is uh, is really good. Um, they fly to the football and defense, very aggressive style. Uh, that's what Jim Schwartz is. So that's their defense coordinator. He's very aggressive man. Uh, loves to get after the quarterback. Um, he's not going to let you run the football. I mean, that's what he takes away. He's going to try to stop the run at all costs. Does a lot of run blitzes at times, and he just he disguises his defenses very well from whether it's man or zone coverage. Um, But overall, just aggressive. They fly to the ball. And they fly off the snap. I mean, their defense line is so quick.
1: Oh, yeah. And and they're multiple. It's a word that you use a lot. Right. Very multiple. Their their defensive line Mm -hmm. is insane. Yeah. There's, I mean, their original front four is, what, Graham? Yeah. Fletcher Cox. Right. Nagata, who's Arvid Avea. And then uh, Barnett. Yeah. yeah, Derek Barnett. That already in itself is insane. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, if y'all don't know who those four are, you're going to find out on Sunday. Yeah. And
0: then on third down, they bring in uh, Chris Long and Michael Bennett. Right. And you're like, shit, what do we do now? <laughs> and,
1: and that's the thing. So yeah. that's what I was going to make a point on. So mm-hmm. their front four, not just the front seven, but front four is insane how much yeah. they can take one guy out. But the second another guy comes in, he's totally different but just as good. Yeah. Because I looked on, on their, their game against the Falcons mm-hmm. – they won because of that defense, yeah. because that kept them in the game. Foles is a whole other story. We're going to go into it real quick. But they had a line where it was Barnett outside. They put Graham inside, mm-hmm. Michael Bennett inside, and Chris Long on the outside. That How much speed can you have? Michael Bennett was obviously, Bucks fans know, he was our defensive end. He was the only guy that was actually getting sacks mm-hmm. on our team when we sucked on defense. Yeah. And we let him go. Yeah. Old Dominic. That's another podcast. But
0: That's a podcast in itself.
1: Yes, right. <laughs> but the front four of them, like they're just so multiple. They have guys that they can throw in and throw at you and keep resting guys and push more back guys back guys at you. I mean, Fletcher Cox is literally either McCoy or a step below McCoy. I'm not gonna give him above McCoy. McCoy's high in my my He's pretty damn good. But it all starts with that front four. And yes, behind them, that like you were saying, the front seven, mm. their linebackers get easy pickings because of how good that front four is. Yeah. And Jordan Hicks ain't nothing to play with. I'm just no. gonna say that. And now, that they got, was the speed demon.
0: now they got Nigel Bradham coming back. I mean, it's uh yeah. They got they got yeah. speed,
1: so so beats and yeah, like you were saying, the, mm-hmm. how they disguise defenses. I'll put some posts up tomorrow about it, but they're another defense that they're very aggressive, like you mm-hmm. said. So they make it look that oh, they're going all the hell in, and they only have one high deep safety like the Saints gave away. They're like, oh, no, we're not we're going to stop the run. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, no, they didn't. They backed off. They, they make it look like they're going to go in. Nope. Everyone flies back. They're in zone, mm-hmm. and they're in quarters all across the damn field. And you're like, holy shit, what yeah. the hell just happened? It looked like yeah. you are going to. Rip my ass off, and now you're, you're fading back. Yeah. But that front four is that good. They're getting pressure. Yeah. And that's what made them a Super Bowl contender, which made them a Super Bowl winner.
2: hmm
1: That defense. I mean, Graham getting the, the strip sack. Yeah. Solidifying the win, which was the one and only sack in that game. <laughs> but, I mean, that's our biggest concern. The secondary, yes, they're smaller. Mm-hmm. I think we can take advantage of that because look at our size. Look at OJ Bray – or OJ Bray – OJ Howard, Cameron Bray, yeah, Mike Evans, Godwin. These are all bigger guys that yeah. we can not take advantage of. And yeah, we they're, they're going to win.
0: Their secondary is that's you know that's a that's a advantage for us. I think that's something we can take advantage of and. Um, you know, just with our weapons. But, again, it, it just comes down to protection. Can we run the ball? If we can run the ball, then it's it's going to be house money, in my opinion, because that's just going to set up everything, play action. You'll have more, more time in play action. And I think um, I would like to see them come out like they did against the Saints. You know, spread them out. You know, make that front seven more predictable. Get mismatches with their linebackers. You know, do something along those lines where you can kind of pre- – you can – dictate that pass rush you know that's something that word yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um that's something that that's something i can see us doing especially with todd munkin and what he called uh, this last week i think that's something you can look at fitzpatrick being able to audible recognize defenses him being a veteran uh i think that's going to help us but again it's it's going to be up to the offensive line and and max protection and backs doing what they were doing last week you know picking up those blitzes um but, yeah, I mean, recognizing their coverages, that's going to be that's gonna be the key. I mean, because they disguise it very well. But what you can do, do some motion, do some pre-snap motion, get mm-hmm. them moving. See
1: what their defense is. Yep, yep. It's so, I mean, that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. what we want to, like, voice to you guys. I mean, football literally is X and O's. It's a chess game. Yeah. You have to see what that team is trying to do to you mm-hmm. instead of just guessing. Yeah. And that's why we liked Gruden a lot because he would move so many pieces around. Right. And the thing is, if you're in man, you're gonna follow that guy. Right. You're in zone, the guy's gonna just come over to the end and then stop there. So you already give away what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we Fitzpatrick did some of those audibles where he's like, "Oh, come over, mm-hmm. push out to the side, go go wide." He did things like that, so I'm happy he's doing that, Right. and I'm hoping he keeps doing this mm-hmm. so so he can see, okay, are we in zone, are we in man? Yeah. Obviously, we're impressed. There's only one high deep, mm. one deep safety. Are they going to fall back? What's going right. to happen? So he, right. he can analyze it, and instead of having five questions, he'll only have like one. Right. So to think, are they in zone, are they in man? Mm. That's the only thing. So the second he snaps it, if he sees them fall back, he knows what he can do. Yeah. And that's being a Harvard man. <laughs> he can analyze analyze all this and yeah. do the Rubik's cube he, and everything. But
0: <laughs> yeah, he was very decisive, and that's that's something he's going to have to be this week against the Eagles. Um, you know, it's like one, two, okay, I don't have anything hell, I gotta get out of here, so he scrambled yep. and that's that's something I can see him doing this week again, Philly's a little bit better as as far as containing their edge and the rush lanes. um They just rush as a unit very collectively, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a challenge um and like I said at the beginning, they're very aggressive, so that's something you can catch them on. You get them on that backside pursuit, you know, get them going east and west, and then you go the other way and that's something the Falcons did early in the game, mm-hmm. you know they had Julio Jones on a reverse. Um, he had a mismatch. He basically got one man on him and he made broke the tackle, stiff darn him right to the ground um, and got a big play out of it. And then, you know, their biggest play of the game to Telvin Coleman, where they just, you know, fake it. They're going left and, you know, Ryan rolls out to the right. Everybody follows Matt Ryan. And it's like, okay, Telvin Coleman right there, easy money. And that's something I think we can see. I think it's going to be something where Adam Humphreys is going to take advantage
1: of. You stole. <laughs> my thunder yeah Be the lightning and the thunder you literally took the words out of my mouth <laughs> i was literally about to say key in on adam humphreys yeah i think that quick throw yeah because right we're gonna have screen to, yeah
0: gonna have to get the ball yeah. quick
1: yeah it's gonna have to be quick because of that front four front seven mm-hmm. so humphreys has been a, a, a play that cutter loves always using yeah and then key on in this humphreys quick pass you have Evans blocking, Godwin blocking, whoever's blocking there.
2: Yeah.
1: Run that Humphreys play two, maybe three times. Mm-hmm. So you keep giving that defense that look. Oh, they're going to throw that screen, that wide receiver yeah. screen. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You don't throw the screen. You have <laughs> Evans fake the block and you have them go deep. Yeah. They did that against the Panthers two years ago. Right. We called that. There's things. This is why it's a chessboard. You mm-hmm. got to set up plays for later in the game. Right. And I think Munkin can do that. I mm-hmm. think he sets things up like that.
0: Yeah, and if you have that successful, what that does is that's going to take that linebacker out, you know, to the slot a little bit more. That's going to oh, yeah. creep him out a little bit because he thinks he, that's green. Yep, and that's green. <laughs> yeah, and that's where you can hand it off to Peyton Barber for a nice run. Boom, you know. So it just sets R-P. you. Oh yeah. RPO run pass option. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just it's something we can definitely set up and I think that's gonna be in in the fold. Um I think our tight ends can definitely have mismatches with their linebackers if we get them out in coverage. So I just like to see us spread them out a little bit and take advantage of that because we have the size. I mean, Ronald Darby, eh, he's okay. Jalen Mills. Yeah, Jalen Mills. I mean eh, he's little. Yeah. He's
1: aggressive as hell.
0: They are aggressive. But,
1: but that's the thing. Yeah, that can be their their
0: downfall. Their yeah. downfall, but yeah. it can also
1: be like what gets them to the that advantage. But right, we got to force that, that mm-hmm. hand, push their their advantage into a negativity. Right. right? Yep. But I mean, and then their safeties out. Malcolm Jenkins has been good for a while yeah. on there. Yeah. Former saint.
0: Yeah, they got Rodney McLeod on the oh, other yeah. side, so he's pretty he's pretty, he's he's pretty new, good. Right? Uh, he's been there for a couple years now, but he's he's solid. I mean, that yeah. safety group is probably one of he's the best. He's the single high. Yeah.
1: He, he looks very, very, very quick, very decisive. Right. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we've talked up their defense. Yes, it's, it's going to be a total different game than the Saints. Yeah, I'm not expecting I'm saying,
0: us to put up 48. I mean, if we do, then fuck, yeah. I mean, but... I don't yep. see it out coming. <laughs>
1: yeah, like I agree with you. Like yeah. I just said, like I don't see 48 at all in our future, even though it's at home, it's right. our advantage, it's our heat beating down the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But it just, to their defense compared to the Saints, yeah. people night, were thinking the Saints' defense was, oh, they're Super Bowl contenders. That was because their offense. Mm. Because they can outscore anyone.
2: Yeah,
1: Their defense, beyond Cameron Jordan, and I give respect to Lattimore and... A little bit to Rankins. Mm-hmm. Other than that, to me, I'm not scared at all. No, this defense has so many, and they, they have backups yeah. that scare me. Yeah, so that's why, phew, that's why you got to be worried about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we already talked up. We <laughs> let's just just leave them alone. Uh, let's talk about the offense. Yeah, starts with the quarterback. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles is uh, is a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he's accurate of the ball. Uh, likes to throw the ball downfield, um, not really going to run the ball very much. So what he does is he gets outside of the pocket, but he looks to pass. So you have to be, uh, you know, Mike Smith talked about it today. You have to be very disciplined with your, your eyes and, and making sure that you're staying with your your coverage and, and staying disciplined um, because what he'll do is he'll scramble out and, and try to get the ball downfield. But I think you know if you can get to him, if you can harass him a little bit. Again, he's not Drew Brees, which is good. He's not. He's not going to beat you with his mobility. Um, so I think you can get to him and, and make make him force some for some interceptions, like force some bad bad throws. Um, he he could have had a couple. Well, actually, he did have one. I think against Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is fast. They're fast on defense.
1: That is correct. Yeah. So, but he was also. 19 of 34 for only 117 yards yeah and and that's the thing i think you know he likes
0: to go he likes to go first read um most of the time similar to drew Brees, where you know he's just going to look for that first option uh get the ball out quickly doesn't get out as quick as drew Brees does he can hold the ball a little bit longer which is good for our defensive line but I think what the Bucks defense needs to do is just kind of press a little bit and play that short routes and jump them, um, because they run a lot of RPO. They're going to run it, you know, throughout the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what scares me is their running backs. I think that's the biggest thing, Ajayi and
1: and Darren Sproles. So, I mean, yeah, just look like what Kamara did to us. Yeah, and what McCaffrey does to us. Like you got to think, quick speed and space. And just a guy, just a guy that can run you over. Mm-hmm. And so with Kamara, who isn't a big back, to right. Kwan. So it's like that's why you gotta mind your gaps. You mm-hmm. got you gotta get there before he gets there, before he gets that steam to run you over. Yeah. So yeah, jumping on what you said, Darren Sproles, to me, he may have not had a good game last week, but this is a whole other week.
2: Yeah.
1: Any given Sunday, right? So mm-hmm. against our linebackers who aren't good at covering running backs. That's a mismatch, in my opinion. Yeah. If I'm looking at the Bucks and finding mismatches, yeah, that's one I would mm. attack. And Conti on the yeah. um, side, I would attack that side deep. Yeah. I mean, it's just things you got to look at from another side and mm. see, oh, what can I attack? Mm. So we have to. Yes, Foles like to likes to throw it deep. Mm. He did it against us when he was on the Eagles a while back. He lit us up. Yeah. I mean, if a case Case Keenum can light us up anyone to light us up yeah yeah. but I mean you, just stick to your keys stick to your matchup sit, don't stray away from what the team goal is this is mm-hmm. a team game yeah stick to your where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there mm-hmm. and I honestly think to me Jason Peters yeah amazing left tackle it's going to be hard to get through him mm-hmm. but I think Lane Johnson, although very athletic, mm. I think Curry can have a good day. Yeah. I think he can, because he's he's athletic, but he's not that
2: big, I would right.
1: say. He's big, but he's not heavy. Right. So I think Curry's a big boy. I think his bull rush can mm. get through that. Yeah. I think he'll see another good day from Curry. And then McCoy's just got to win. He's got yeah. Kelsey in the middle, who's a damn good center. Mm. But the two guards, I'm not I'm not really that high on, even though they are a good, good Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, they their offense line is is top five, like I said earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean then Zach Ertz Zach Ertz is probably the the only that's their main weapon, I think, on offense as far as wide receiver slash tight end. I'm not really scared of Aguilar or Mike Wallace or um, I forget who else they have. They have another guy that's pretty good. But yeah, I mean it's going to come down to the front seven uh, defensive line for for the Bucks. I mean they're going to have to to stay established, stay in their gaps, um, rush lanes. And like you said, I think Curry's got a good chance of winning that matchup. I think that's something he's got to take advantage of.
1: Um, But, yeah, I mean. And something that I noticed, they didn't do well on stunts. Okay. They didn't do well on stunts.
0: Yeah, that's something we like to run.
1: Buck fans hate stunts. But they work. But if you see a team is weak against it, Mm -hmm. try it. Yeah, See if it's working. And if it's, like we said, if it works, keep doing it until they – know how to stop it right Right. Mm-hmm. it's simple
2: Yeah.
1: don't make the game harder than it needs to be because you don't want to beat yourself right I mean other than that I mean offensively any other keys you want to point on like running game yes that's one of the I want to hit on we're scared of the running backs in the passing game but yeah. again you always got to make a team one dimensional yeah. I would rather the ball be in Foles hand all the time mm-hmm. than them running the hell out of us because yeah. that's how the Eagles won against the Falcons. They just ran it down their throat late in the yeah, game. Yeah. They didn't stick to it early, but they got to it late. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we got to take the ball out of uh, Jai's hands and got to be able to stop the stop the run. I think that's going to be huge. Like I said, just the, the rush lane discipline is going to be big. Maintaining your gaps. Quan um, Alexander, Levante doing well. So that's that's going to be the the big keys. But, you know, overall, I, I think the Bucks have a good chance in this game. Um, I guess we can go into the injuries now and – um, you know, VH3 is going to be out for the year. We are not sure if we're going to have Brent Grimes this week. It doesn't look likely. Um, Vita Veda, same thing. It looks like he's going to be out for this week again. Um, JPP, I think is going to, is going to play.
1: Well, let's, let's hear what JPP had to say if he's going to play or not. Let's a little recap of his press conference earlier today. Well, I guess... It's not going to play for us, but <laughs> well, JPP the sound, the sound that's why
0: yeah the sound down probably on the on the mixer.
1: But JPP literally just said he's like oh my my knee's all banged up it's jacked up it was it was funny to me yeah but hopefully he plays even though I said he's slow off the snap he needs to be out there he's a difference maker teams queue in on him. He's a guy that people know is on the field. Mm. I mean, you just you need that next to a yeah. guy like McCoy because you don't want to put them all on McCoy and, yeah. and or pass rush goes to shit.
0: Yeah, I, I think JPP is going to be in there. Um, you know, I think you know he talked about his knee today, but you know, I think it's something he can he can get through. Um, again, this is a guy that doesn't have to practice. He's a veteran. He knows what he has to do as far as game goes and scheme and all that. So I think he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, missing. VH three, I think, is going to be big. You know, those guys, the rookies, are going to have to step up this week, and yeah, Uh, hopefully, um, you know, they can have a better game. I think they will. I think defensively, (laughs) I think defensively that we're going to be better. I think um, the pass rush, having the crowd behind them, I think that's going to help them out a little bit. So, I think we have the the JPP.
1: Okay, so now, yeah, pardon the interruption. I'm getting way too many ESPN clips in here. But here's JPP on whether he's going to play this week or not. My knee, I knee jacked up, banged up. Ask him to play Sunday. I don't know. How
2: jacked up are
1: we talking? Hmm. This is jacked up. No, I can't handle. Team, you looking forward to playing, though? The Eagles. The team, you face twice. Mm, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing. And hopefully I can make it. What a bastard. <laughs> just tell me if you feel like you're ready or not. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I know it goes into game planning. Yeah. You know, ho- hopefully he doesn't play yeah. by the Eagles, but damn it. As a Bucks fan, you, you just, just tell me. And same thing with Vita Vega. Get your ass out there. Yeah,
0: he needs to get on the field.
1: Come, Come on. on. I mean, this,
0: this is becoming ridiculous.
1: I mean, by profession, I work in physical therapy, mm-hmm. I deal with soft tissue injuries all the time. Soft tissue should not happen. If your training staff is doing a good enough job in rehabbing you and prehabbing you Mm -hmm. and giving you the right stretches and proper exercises to do and making sure you're balanced, not just tight in one area, weak in the other, you're not going to get a soft tissue injury. What I mean by that, I mean by muscle. Mm -hmm. Like growing with Brent Grimes. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. Or like Jerome McCoy when he had his biceps tears. Or guys when they tear their pec, like... Or hamstring tears. Oh, God, that's the biggest one of them. You should never tear your hamstring. If your hamstring tears is because it's so lengthened already and you're so quad dominant that your hamstring can't fight against that quad no more. And it's like, fuck this, I give up. <laughs> and it pops. Yeah. Yes, there you can't prevent someone laying, stepping on their foot, landing right into your knee. You can't prevent that. But stuff where you're running straight down the field, you pull the hammy, what the shit's wrong with you? That's why I hate baseball players. They always pull hammies running down the first. I hate it. But, I mean, just to me, in my profession, I really see and hate that that happens. But, Vita Vea, come on. Mm-hmm. We need you. I'm hoping the Bucks are just holding him back. Yeah. But you, you never know. You, yeah. you just you don't know. It could be something worse. It, they hide a lot of things sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he's walking. He doesn't have grace, He's not... Right. Hobbling around, like I think they saw him like jogging. Mm. I mean, yeah. yes, he's three fifty, but oh. yeah, yeah. Get get your ass out there, buddy.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's it's time for him to play. Um, so I mean, hopefully he's he's gonna be ready here within the next two weeks and and can get back on the field. Um, I mean, yeah, we definitely need him. I mean, his ability to push the pocket that's that's something we gotta have. So. I think.
1: Let me do one more video. One more on, video. All right, here we go. This is Carlton Davis on how he thinks he's going to do this week and his reaction after the beating that Drew Brees gave him. Let's listen to it.
2: I think it'll be the second game oh, yeah. at home. You know, having been through a whole, a whole NFL game now. Yeah, um, you know, like just going up against him for your first game. Like I said before, it kind of just established, like, okay, this is it can get bad. So, you know, you gotta understand that you gotta prepare for the worst with every game. And you know, that being my first game, now I'm gonna, like prepare like I could be playing against Drew Brees every game. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it was kind of a good thing for me, and uh, it was a good lesson.
1: So, good things to hear, very good things to hear. You want to hear that he's always going to prepare like he's playing a Hall of Famer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, don't fall to your, your competition, right? Uh, you got to think every game is going to be a game where you're facing the Super Bowl, pretty much. Because like, if you're playing underwhelming and mm-hmm. a guy comes up he wants to make a big point, he's going to beat the crap out of you. I mean, Ted Ginn isn't a star, and he made... Davis looked like a fool. Maybe mm-hmm. because your made a pinpoint pass, but still, I mean, you got to be able to be prepared, get in the playbook more, look at tendencies, know your keys, know where you got to be. Mm-hmm. Just this is the NFL. This is your job. And I hope he. That was a big wake up call. I honestly think it was. But we will see this Sunday.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. I mean, he's he's a good player. I think you know. It's just it's a learning experience. I mean, it's the hardest position to play as a rookie is corner. And I think it's just something that he's going to, he's going to get better at. And this is, this is going to be good for him. I think.
1: I fully, fully agree. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Again, this was our first podcast, first real buck stock podcast. If you enjoyed the show, uh, be sure to follow us at RealBuckstock be sure to check us out on Podbean and you can check us out on iTunes I believe we're going to be on Google Play as well so but yeah I mean this is our first time and I think we're just going to continue to get better and, and this is something that you can expect uh, weekly and uh, we're really excited about it so uh, if you have any comments or thoughts just uh, hit us up on Twitter at Stock. and thank you for listening and go Bucks let's go Bucks